Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. This is your host, Josiah Novak, owner of thetruetransformation.com, author of the book, Diet Suck, and creator of the Train Twice program at traintwice.com. Today I have a very hilarious and special guest on today's show, Adam Ray, who is a stand-up comedian, actor, voiceover artist, and podcaster himself, who uh, I actually became a fan of about two years ago. Hilarious story, actually. I was watching another podcast uh, with the fighter and the kid and uh, Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, and they had uh, you know Adam on their show. And I was watching and I thought, man, this guy is hilarious. Like, this is just crazy, crazy funny. And I sent the episode to my brother and I said, hey, you got to listen to this episode. It's so funny. That was two years ago, literally two years ago. And so I was in Arizona uh, a few months back and I met my friend uh, Kevin Bay. And uh, Kevin said, hey, you know, I know a couple comedians that you should probably have on your show. And long story short, about a week ago, Kevin reaches out and says, hey, my friend Adam Ray is going to be in town uh, in Baltimore, which is about an hour and a half from my house. And he said, you should try to get him on your show. I can, you know, hook you guys up, make sure that he's uh, ready to do it. And um, let's get it. Let's get you guys connected. So I said, sure. Why not? So reached out to Adam. He said he'd do it. Uh, We only had about 45 minutes uh, before he had to hit the stage, which you will see in today's show. He literally has to run on stage like right at the tail end of our podcast. It was hilarious. We we thought we had enough time to go about an hour, but then it ended up only being about 45 minutes. Um, so this is like real deal behind the scenes stuff. We're, we're literally backstage ready to go out and he's going to do his thing in front of a few hundred people. And uh, we're just, you know, shooting shit, talking shop, laughing it up. And uh, the stage manager comes in at the end and says, Hey, you, you're, you're on, man. You got to get out there because <laughs> he was the main act. So he's, you know, freaking out running on stage. But anyway, it was awesome. We had a great conversation. Adam is actually the host of two other shows. One is uh, about last night, and then his newest show, Fourth and Forever, where he is a co-host with Mark Sanchez, former NFL quarterback, uh, where they talk all things sports. And uh, you're going to want to check that one out because I've been listening to it, and it's phenomenal, especially if you're a sports fan. So Adam is hilarious. Like I said, you can check him out on Instagram. His Instagram is at Adam Ray Comedy. And uh, you want to check out his tour list because he's probably coming to a city near you very soon. It's worth the price of admission and more because he is one funny cat. So anyway, let's jump into today's podcast with Mr. Adam Ray. Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. Hey, just a quick reminder before we jump into today's show, I have a free blueprint for you if you are looking to drop weight this year and get in better shape and permanently transform your body and lifestyle. It's my Look Good Naked Guide. I won't bore you to tears with the details, but just go to lookgoodnaked.co. That's lookgoodnaked.co. You can download it for free. It's a 20-plus page guide on how to get your ass in shape in 2020. All right, without further ado... Let's welcome to the show my good friend and comedian, Adam Ray. What's up, man? So, hey, I got you something because I give all my podcast guests a gift. You can oh, open it. Yeah. It's just a little something because you're – I think you're from 
this place. By the way, is that a, the best way to start with a gift? Like, I think this is. You know what? I think it's this is going to be a good gift. So it is what it is. Nice, dude. You know what? They were on sale. I, dude, I love that. <laughs> you just know all the right things to say when giving a gift to a stranger. Uh, fuck yeah, dude. This is dope, actually. I don't have enough Seahawks for the listeners, or I guess you can see this. Yeah. It's a Seahawk beanie. Let me flash it for the cam. You're, you're from my, Seattle. That's though. my squad. I am. Are you, so, are, so are you a Hawks fan or? Uh, yeah, diehard. Everything okay. Seattle. Mariners, um, Sonics, uh, Seattle Storm. The only team I don't really have a lot of um, fandom for, the Sounders, just because soccer is not oh, really yeah, soccer. a sport that I'm a, a giant fan of. But uh, I hear the games are incredible. They sell sure. them out. You know, once we lost the Sonics, thanks for bringing that up, in oh, 2010, fuck. that was um, – there was a void that needed to be filled with another sport. and. Yeah. I you know I don't know what other sports were on the docket before soccer, maybe like Hockey? competitive ping pong. Hockey's coming. Oh okay, well, yeah. in two years. So Seattle's oh, a big market city. So it's we should have all the big stuff. You know, my best friend, one of my best friends is from Seattle, and then another great friend is from Seattle. I was oh, a cool. Seattle fan last Sunday for about twenty four hours because you guys were playing the, the yeah. most hated team in my life at least. Oh good, the Packers. yeah. I hate Aaron Rodgers with a fiery passion. There what is a, it about that guy? That I mean, it's his face, obviously. Number it's one, it's his face. It's his boring demeanor. He's so good, oh, and right. uh, and he's but he's so boring, and he's so smug. And he's got a porn mustache now. Yeah, dude, and he just looks like an <laughs> asshole. He looks like the type of guy that will definitely like you know flick off kids if they like even if their bike like touches his driveway. Absolutely, like he'll definitely come out with like the big middle finger, like the big Wisconsin fucking fuck you, fatty. <laughs> I'm assuming he's fatty. He lives in Wisconsin, but right. um, yeah, Rogers. Uh, yeah, man. It's a pain just, in the ass, man. A, when people are that good, it's why people hate Brady. When right. they're that good, it's it's not exciting. But he, he's on your team. You're like, oh, this is fucking. I thought there great. was going to be a Raven Seahawks Super Bowl there for a minute. Mm, um, I would have hated that actually. No, it'd be really because you want to see two quarterbacks. You know, Titans Niners is not going to be fun, and oh. that's what I'm picking. Mm. Uh, I, that's right. I think the Chiefs are going to get upset. Ooh, let's yeah, talk about that for a second. Yeah, what? Why? I don't know. I just think they're cursed, man. I think Andy Reid. So are the Chiefs like, cursed or Andy? Well, the two go hand in hand. I okay. think Andy Reid is just his time in Kansas City, especially with home games. I mean, look, last year they were one offsides call away from oh, yeah. going to the Super Bowl. But um, Andy Reid looks like the Monopoly guy's agent. And he just <laughs> he doesn't strike me as a guy that has luck on his side when it comes to football. And that sucks. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to uh, leave Kansas City in like three or four years Ooh. and go win it with another uh, team. I don't want that to happen, Yeah, but I think that's going to happen. Um, mm. That's a hot wow. take. That is a hot take. Holy yeah. shit. Hopefully, maybe hot, it comes Hot take full right circle. from Timonium, Maryland, where all the hot takes are born. <laughs> right. By the way, did not even know Timonium, Maryland was a place until I came here. This is one of those places that you would, if you look up Google, places <clears throat> that people don't know are places, this would be top, yep. top five. How long have you been here? I'm not from here. Right. I'm, I'm about an hour south of here in Northern Virginia. Gotcha. Um, and I'm from Chicago. So That's I'm a right. Bears, diehard Chicago, wow. everything. Guy. Good for you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Be careful. Because, yeah, we Mahomes' name comes up. That So last week was the Trubisky Bowl. Yeah. Uh, What's that? That's where uh, both quarterbacks, uh, Houston and then KC, both those guys were taken after the Bears picked Mitchell oh, Trubisky. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Bummer, dude. Awful, man. Like, you got two. Chicago's got so many other great things going, though. You're fine. We had Michael Jordan. <clears throat> we had the Cubs totally. a few years you ago. You kind of really can't. Yeah, man. You really uh, can't be too picky after you had the Jordan era. No. Yeah. I mean, 
that was like it was like being a Patriot fan, right? You're yeah. Just like every year, it's like yeah, they're gonna win. Oprah, Oprah tapings were in Chicago. Oh man, that's right. Come on, yeah. there's never been yeah a, a collective group of wet women uh, <laughs> every Friday. I don't know when they taped, but whenever yeah. they taped, right, right. Never, I mean, God, that's one thing I regret. I wanted to go to a taping of Double Dare growing up. Oprah. Oh, uh, Oprah's a big one. Fucking tailspin, but then I realized that's a cartoon, that's so a you can't <laughs> go see a taping of that. That's a throwback, dude. Yeah, but uh, you know anything where there's a lot of, you know, just raw energy that yeah. you can uh, be a part of, you know, and that's why comedy's great, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, have you been to Baltimore before? Have you been in yes. Syria? Uh, I did the Comedy Factory. It was the first time I came out here, maybe four or five years ago, and now it's a, a Magoobies. Uh, Goobies, yeah. Uh, type of type of night but uh yeah i mean dc arlington i've been out this way a lot i just missed you in dc i didn't even realize you were just there oh yeah for new year's like, at the like improv, 20 yeah. minutes away. we were we were actually looking to go somewhere and then we oh bummer yeah man those shows that was a great time to be in that city because the club is you know a-list and uh all the shows were pretty much sold out um because of just the time of year people the club is so you know reputable and people you know it was the everyone wanted to go out that, that time and it was like not too cold to be out and yeah, uh, it was nice. shows were electric man that's a bummer Until i saw something on youtube uh it might have been one of the skits that you did i was dying i think it was the uh the stream dreamer oh yeah <laughs> so i bring a buddy of mine avery pearson on the road uh sometimes and we do uh, improvised musical crowd work he's a keyboard player uh for about 20 25 minutes at the end of my hour of stand-up and we found this kid who was unemployed and uh and was just, um, you know, looking for looking for friendship. This kid was, you know, look, if you were to pick a guy out of a line of guys to be like, which guy fucks a lot? This You wouldn't pick this guy. And that's fine. He's offering up a lot of other fun uh, sure. personality traits. Zelda. Dude, yeah, he looked like a kid who... who um, who, you know, if he didn't get his life on track, you'd hear about him falling off a cliff looking for a, po uh, a Pokemon Go character. <laughs> but he was a real sweet kid. Turns out he, his dream was to be uh, uh, make a lot of money from Twitch oh, and yeah. be a Twitch streamer. And then we made up the song that was just like two Casey and JoJo's all my life. And he came up on stage and ended up like singing this like duet about came it. Came out of a show. Yeah, dude, it was pretty great. He was so appreciative after, and his folks were like, "Man, that made his year." And <clears throat> it was that was it was really fun. And that's what's great about crowd work and why I love it so much. It's like you truly can have these, you know, insanely organic moments that everyone knows is only happening like right there. And uh, and if it, you know, it's it's all about listening and and trusting yourself. When I first started doing crowd work, I didn't listen, so I was just they'd be talking and I'd be thinking of like, man, you got to say something funny quick. Cause I didn't, I thought silence and building a moment was unprofessional. Um, and I just wanted to get to the laughs. If I didn't hear laughs, it was like, you know, it wasn't comfortable. And yeah. that just takes obviously time and reps of doing it and trusting yourself to have sometimes even a, a 40 second conversation where there's no laughs, just gathering information, but being engaging enough and no, and then getting good to edit to a point to where you won't have a three minute conversation with no laughs and it's flatlining because then yeah. obviously the audience is like, you know, you need the LPMs laughs per minute to be like frequent so people stay engaged. And and uh, I feel like I got, you know, uh, pretty comfy at that now to be able to like navigate any moment. And that's, you know, ends up sometimes, you know, to a fault, people walk out of the show and if something really great happens that wasn't planned, they, uh, you know, they 
remember they, they they focus on that, which is great because sometimes you know you'll get repeat customers from yeah. that. But then also you're like, well, what about all those jokes I took a lot of time to write? And they're like, nah, I don't fucking remember what you said. But when that guy said that fucking thing, and then you said that other thing, that was cool. That was. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, a lot of people consider you the uh, the goat of this now. Like the, the oh, best I don't know if work. that's the case. I don't know if anybody else I've ever seen who does it like you do. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, I definitely am not the goat of it. Uh, there's a lot of good crowd work people. I think it's just my approach. I it just seems like you planned it. Yeah, I just I my approach is I just try to kill it with kindness. Mm. And again, like trusting. I, I enjoy the more information you have, man, and the more the first guy I ever saw do it was Patrice O'Neill. And what I really loved about it and what I tried to like apply when I started doing it was having a handful of like not just doing one guy during a show, but like, you know, re- finding a, a three or four different um, people and moments to pull from. And uh, what's up? Oh, we're good. Oh, um. I don't know. Right. Yeah, or or I'll, I'll just cut. I'll just do 55 instead of an hour. Okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, cool. Nah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, um, Have you always been this funny, though? Like growing up? What, what was. I was a pretty funny kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I, always wonder, man. Like, cause it's one of those. I did a lot of impersonations of teachers and friends. That was kind of mm-hmm. how I started to get laughs. And then. Uh, my, uh, but I wasn't like, you're about those kids that were just like the, the entertainment at like yeah. Thanksgiving and all that. I was pretty quiet and at home. It was school when I kind of found my niche and got comfy around friends and, and just had more of an audience, I guess. Mm. Also the family situation, there was, there was never any like real consistent stability mm. in a, in a lot of areas. So it was like, so it was almost like, you know, I, School, I, that's why I, I loved school because uh, – and not the studying and the homework part, but just the a break away from the home life and to uh, – um, it's not like I had a crackhead mom. It was just you know yeah. divorce and then crazy sister and then single mom shit and then sister goes away and then you know new – and then dad's new family comes into the picture, Ooh. unexpected. Just a lot of like you know crazy variables at a young age and you know fat kid teasing stuff and, and then uh, – so just, you know, school was such a, oh, cool, I can get away from all that yeah. and kind of have a, a clean slate. Um, but, yeah, I was always try, trying to make people laugh, I guess. Not until sixth grade. <clears throat> and I've said this before on other podcasts, but, you know, I was getting teased a lot. And when it started to happen from, like, friends of mine, then I was like, oh, man, this sucks. <clears throat> and <Damn>. before, <clears throat> but before I decided to try to drop some LBs, which uh, spreads like wildfire. When a fat kid starts turning down like handy oh, snacks yeah. at like, you know, lunch or any sort of like function where there's just, you know, kids metabolism is all pretty much at a, uh, you know, at a high level. So like no one's really, especially if, when a fat kid's just like, I'm good on the pizza and is dipping <laughs> celery sticks. Yeah. I mean, dude, teachers and moms, I remember at the sixth grade party were just like, Ray, you don't want the pizza. You don't want the delicious pepperoni pizza that's staring you and your fat fucking pupils. <laughs> Like when they're saying your pupils are fat, that's when you know you oh got a problem. Oh my god! Yeah, this is a fitness podcast, by the way. So this is. Oh, is it really? Is, yeah, yeah. This oh, is wow. perfect, man. Holy shit. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, so then I started to kind of make friends laugh, and once I started to kind of get attention for being the funny kid and not the fat kid, that's when I kind of started to chase it, um, uh, a little bit uh, with a little bit more. Maybe you, you know, had some purpose. Confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was giving me co- confidence, but also. I was like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm 
you know, like any kid getting accepted for something that <clears throat> that is widely accept. Like everybody wants to be around the funny kid. And so that was a quick way to just and I had friends. So it wasn't like I was like, you know, thirsty for more attention or more, you know, camaraderie at, at, at any point. But it because um, the buddies that I had that like, you know, we would prank call this one girl, uh, kid that um, was kind of, I guess, dating uh, the new hot girl in school and so myself and a couple of kids i could do her voice really well so my voice hadn't dropped obviously she didn't have a voice this deep but we would call him and 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 prank him uh and he bought it and we'd go to school and then he's like yeah she keeps calling me it's fucking great we're like it's crazy man and it wasn't that diabolical we weren't like you know sit next to me at the lunch table put your fingers at my skirt you know it was just like you know you know hold my hand at this and, and come out and find me at recess and and uh, and they would just die. So like you know, I had small pockets of audiences, oh but God. but you know, you want to just you know, that's when you're a kid. It's just like finding a lane and like a like whether it's one you know like a, the kids that you have like Cub Scouts with or that you're maybe on a soccer team with. Yeah. Having that translate at school is pretty imperative to like your uh, your social psyche and just the way whether it's going to be a good day or bad day, like, because no kid wants to just be all about school. Like it's, you right. know, it's boring. Yeah, it's I mean, some terrible. kids are, but it's like, even the ones I remember that were just so studious and straight A students, it's like, they're still playing at reset. They're still finding, sure. I think. So you still want to have your group to, to feel a part of. Those I mean, are the guys that get to college and like fucking <clears throat> all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, Oh my God, Mike's an alcoholic now. He used to yeah. be a straight A student. Oh man. I should be so jealous of the kids that, uh, that also too on the flip side of that that would like get fucked up with their parents like i think it was like middle school or high school they're like yeah smoke weed with my fucking dad and then you know 10 years later you're like oh what's up man no costco rules dude you've been 20 years now fuck yeah man you get to what you get to you run the same you get to pitch with which which samples get to go in front of which freezer you know it's like dude smoking with your dad paid off man right wow i really missed out man holy shit um but uh, well, that's cool. Wait, so fitness. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're a very in shape dude. What is your regimen? What do you? <sighs> wow. And has it always been? Well, how about this? Let me it's, get more specific. Yeah. What Will you? What's the most days you'll skip and not feel bad about? I have it? a rule. I never miss twice. So I just if I have a day that I don't go to the gym, then are you a trainer? So I used to be right. six, six, 16 years ago. Every yeah. trainer or former trainer or current trainer has yeah. some sort of motto, catchphrase. You have to, though, right? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. you were like, I never miss twice. Like, that's, but that, guess what, dude? That's, that to me is, I can get on more on board with that versus yeah. like, you know, never like, don't let your heart, what's up, dude? Just in the middle of a bit, but what's up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, a 50 we're light? Wrong, Actually, no, give me, uh, still at, uh, 40 because I, I like to, um, not to, I like to uh, stretch out the uh, the close up. You're doing 55, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, doggy. You want to let me hey, let me at 40 and then 50 too. Gotcha. I love you. If Thank the show you. goes bad tonight. This is my fault. Yikes! I did an hour and 40 last night, and I've never done that before. Holy shit! That's a long set. There was a. It was. I mean, probably close to an hour of stand up, and then, uh, and then I just didn't want to get off. There was maybe I don't know 120 people here. This room yeah. was maybe I'm gonna say close to four maybe, and so it was a you know nice light intimate thursday but they were just fun so i just didn't want to get off didn't leave, yeah. and there was no late show so and they were engaged they all stayed like again you read the room if people are paying their nobody wanted to pay their bill and get out so if yeah. that had happened i would have that still would have been you know if it was two people i would be like okay it's two people we can still keep keep yeah. playing but everybody stayed and again i had pockets of people it was a good 40 to 45 minutes of crowd work to end the show 
and uh, and I just kept and then I would get a big thing. It was like this, and then it was this, and it was this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And so every time I'd get a big one, I was like, get off. And then I would just roll the dice a little bit more, dig another hole, start another whole thing, then go back to something. And then there was this guy named Irv, and him and his wife have been married for uh, fifty six years. Oof. And uh, there was a really great moment we had at the end, and a couple funny uh, lines that I had that that were kind of a great way to wrap it all up and it was it was uh how do you feel after a, a long set like that i was fine i mean i was i was a little tired just from the flight in yesterday but um uh it honestly didn't feel like an hour and 40 which is crazy yeah an hour once you get rolling with a minute kind of flows by i mean um yeah 30 minutes always feels like it takes a minute to get to it and then after that it's just like you're just crushing after that yeah, I mean, I try to like, I've tried to hit it pretty hard up top for a good twenty minutes, just to really come out of the gate firing, and then, and then find some moments to. And the reason I even started doing crowd work was because it was like, what do I want to watch? I don't want to, I I don't like watching just an hour straight of jokes. I want to yeah. also breaking the wall, connecting with the audience. I feel like it's just so uh, key in in doing stand up, and uh, and not that you have to do crowd work, but just being someone that is so being present on stage. And, and even if it, that means like, you know, if you are doing just straight jokes and no crowd interaction, being aware of something goes, not the way you wanted to be able to comment on it. Or if something happens in the room to be able to do that, yeah, at least do that. If you don't want to have uh, you know, crowd work be a, a portion of the program. But um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I liked that. So I was like, that's why I do it. It's almost a reward too. Mm-hmm. Once I feel like I come out of the gate and hit hard for a minute, then my reward is to kind of like, uh, not chill, but but just get to have fun. That's yeah, the, the yeah. uncertainty of that is what's fun to me because mm-hmm. there's no guarantee. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm I trust that I can you know spin most moments into some sort of uh, you know hilarity, but you don't know. So that's the part that's like exciting. It's like, all right, this could fucking be awful. This guy could not want any part of this. There's yeah. times I've talked to people and then. They've been real combative, and I haven't been the best at spinning it or leaving it. And I keep going at them because I want to kind of break them down and and get whatever negative train they're on to uh, to derail. But uh, yeah, man, it's but that's why you know that's why there's never an end point. You just keep mm. every night. There's something else to kind of get better at, and uh, you know, tighten your belt and and get your weapons a little sharper for the next set. What do you, know? you do to stay on top of your game? Like, what are some of your routines that I mean, I, I don't know. Do I try just... to hit that. Like, so, you know, I, I had a bunch of I, – I like to do – I mean, you know, I, I do a handful of different things with voiceover and a couple podcasts and writing all the time and these things I'm trying to, you know, shoot this pilot presentation when I go back to L.A. that is a lot that I was going to hire people to help me produce, but now I'm just – I'm spending a lot of my own money on – because I'm going to do full prosthetic for four different days. Um, I did the roast of Big Poppy. David Ortiz like three, four years ago with oh, Bill shit. Burr and Anthony Mackey nice. and Gronk and, and uh, um, uh, Dustin Pedroia and Josh Wolf and, and uh, Sarah Tiana. And he was at the House of Blues in Boston. And I flew out the woman who did this one season of Mad TV I did on CW. Uh, the guy canceled. Nobody watched because CW fucking <laughs> blew it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I flew her out to Boston and she made me like a, a 75-year-old man that was just unrecognizable. Oh, like, Burr could not... We worked out all our jokes, our roast jokes at Laugh Boston the night before, and Burr's like, so what are you going to do? You going to dress up like fucking Babe Ruth or something? Some shit? What are you going to fucking... I was like, trust me, Bill. It's going to be cool, man. He's like, fucking whatever. Yeah. And then I get down to the lobby, and we're all getting to walk over. And I mean, I looked unrecognizable. There's clips on my Instagram or, or oh, YouTube, shit. but... but um. 
They didn't air it because it was going to be on Nessun and then on Showtime, which would have been awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. but a TMZ article came out the next day that was like, Gronk makes fun of Jews, blacks, and Dominicans. Oh, fuck. It's like everybody did. Dude, it was a roast. But it was a roast. <laughs> right. So it was like it was yeah, clickbait, yeah. though. They just decided oh, yeah. to make it like, I mean, it's not something Gronk does. Cancel so, culture, bro. Yeah, dude. So Nessun and Showtime were like, we're going to stay away from this. But um, but I went up to Burr and I was like, hey, Bill Burr. I was like, I was like big, big fan, big fan. And he's like, ah, cool, man, cool. I was like, yeah, I got some notes for your cartoon. He's like, notes? He's like, fuck off, dude. I was like, you know, you're a real prick, you fucking asshole. I was like, you know, people, I was like, you fucking cartoon sucks. And fucking, you're kind of a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not even a real fan. My, my friends told me about you. I looked you up and I was like, this guy's a fucking dickhead. And Bill gets in my face and goes, buddy, fuck off. And I just go, Bill, it's Adam. And he goes, what? And then he just kind of looked at my eyes and kind of did like a double take. And then the rest of the night, he couldn't take his eyes off me because he was like, this shit looks so real. It's fucking and, crazy. And it was awesome. So she's going to do a number on me, four different characters um, for each of these shoots. And it's uh, a really fun concept for a show, man. And kind of following these four different people in L.A. that are, end up all being connected somehow at the end of the uh, season. But um, so, uh, you know, the makeup portion of all is going to cost a, a pretty penny. So... I'm now taking on the producing part so that I don't have to kind of uh, delegate that. And it's yeah. more stressful and more work. But I, I used to do it for all my YouTube sketches and working at Funny or Die for a little bit. So I've got the wherewithal to, to get it done, but it is a lot. So that's what I was jamming on a lot today and trying yeah. to line up those things and get some buddies to, you know, get Joel McHale and Michael Rappaport, do me some, you know, solids and be in some of the things real quick. And, um, but uh, so, so my, ru- so yeah. my routine, yeah, it's I mean, I try to, you know, gym, try to four or five days a week, man. Mm. Um, a, just to warm up the pipe, like even just doing the gym, um, you know, quickly before uh, this was, uh, you know, just a little 45 on of cardio, like yeah. enough to I mean, dude, I wish I there's a point where I was lifting nonstop. I mean, in high school, when I was playing football, I was you know, just doing all the camps and doing all the polymetrics and the Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. you know, Saturday polymetrics and lifting then doing. And I was just, you know, and you're in better shape in high school. Your body's just better equipped to handle yeah. all that and, uh, and, and get shaped the way you want to be. And I mean, dude, I was, you know, but then I was also getting a little too like that. And then, so for basketball, it wasn't the best. And, uh, and then when I stopped and kind of just grew a little bit and slimmed down, it was at a good spot. And then college, I found a guy in my acting program and we lifted, you know, all the time, my freshman year, I was probably in the best shape ever then because it was like lifting the right way, like yeah, doing yeah. the, I mean, just toned and just like how I, I mean, how I should be right now, you know, and um, and then life takes over. Life and, on the uh, road too. I mean, it's not life easy. on the road, and I've, I've, you know, it's my shit fluctuates. Um, you know, it's, I definitely, you know. I definitely would would love to be in better shape right now, and I think I'm on the path. I've yeah. cut out a lot of stuff um, that have uh, that's helped, and you know I don't drink a ton, so that's never been a thing. But it's it's also just like getting consistent with like during the day, man. I like go coffee and maybe uh, some sort of smoothie thing up top in the morning. Yeah. And I don't really eat for a little bit until dinner, and then even yeah. if I miss dinner, I don't like to be full before shows. Sure, like even tonight, even tonight. You know, I haven't eaten since the afternoon, and so now the the move is then to probably not eat again tonight. But I know I'm going to be starving after the shows because I don't want to be full before the shows. So I'll try to get something really light. I'll, you know, Uber eats a, a salad from somewhere, sure, and try to jam on that. And hopefully it's not too late. And uh, and if it is, then I'll just try to like, you know, nibble on enough of it to kind of tide me over yeah, so that yeah, I cannot yeah. go to bed hungry because then it's. Then it's the shit. Then you but, wake um, up probably fucking starving and ready to. Totally. But I've also done it enough to where 
it also depends if I get high, you know, because oh, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't smoked in like almost three weeks and <laughs> oh, something about being in Timonium and, yeah. and and it being Friday night. And I've got like an insane schedule coming up with traveling with, you know, Mark Sanchez and I doing this football show yeah, going, to the yeah. pro, going to the Pro Bowl and to the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. And then I'm doing the Impractical Jokers cruise in February. So I'm going to Miami and Orlando like back and forth three times. Uh, no, I'm going. So next week I go to. I mean, it's just a lot, dude. And this is where, again, you you got to make sure you get the eating and sleep stuff in order so that I feel good, even just being on the plane. Yeah. And uh, even if it's trying to sleep on the plane, but you notice a difference. But we're going to go to, um, I think it's on the 23rd. I'll go to Orlando, we'll do the Pro Bowl stuff, get a bunch of interviews. Then I'll fly back on the 26th, shoot my thing a couple more days that I put together. Yeah. That day, I'll land at like 8 a.m., shoot all day, shoot all day the 27th, leave on the 20th, uh, do Spade show uh, on the 28th. And then leave on the 29th for Miami, do the Super Bowl for two days, fly back, and then I'm home for like 10 days, and then back to Miami for the Joker's cruise. And then every weekend through April. So it's a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, but it's like hitting that gym a little bit was just enough of like a recharge to feel good right now. And then it's like, you know, I mean, you can speak to this probably better than anyone. It's just, you know finding those moments to chill out and yeah. let your body take a breather for sure because i uh i've definitely burnt the candle at both ends for a handful of years now yeah. and uh and it's catching up with me and and uh i mean i got the flu i was supposed to be in mexico for a vacay the first week of the new year and had to cancel it because i was just uh everything Sheesh. just kind of hit at once yeah and um sleep is key right i mean and i'm trying to always get more of that Sleep but it's crucial and i try to fuck with like you know melatonin gummies and whatever oh, and man, smoke. pot usually smoke. helps yeah but it's also with the pants i wake right? up crying yeah indica. indica knock you out <laughs> i know man and the only problem is i can't get my life together the next day <laughs> i also get I the fucking munchies man and it's oh, like oh yeah i can't uh make a big you know what you, you got to do the, the prep you order the salad then you smoke and then you're like yeah oh, those croutons are looking fucking i know but then i find something <laughs> to dip the croutons in right. i'll go down to the hotel and Call, like, you guys got any fucking got any ranch? Just, yeah you got any yeah exactly <laughs> got some toaster strudel icing you know what you really need you need you just need a slogan man never miss twice or something like that never you, miss gotta, twice. you gotta make, make has there ever been a gym slogan that someone's thrown your way that you've wanted to take or that you're like oh man like the same way a comedian hears a joke and like i wish i thought of that Fuck, man. I'm sure there's been a thousand, but never miss twice always stuck to me because like I, I, I was fat, too, back in the day. I mean, let me turn this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're good, man. I don't want you to hear. No, yeah, yeah. No, it's we can edit the volume later, too. So we're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Fuck that, though. Fuck, dude. yeah, you're right. We don't want to hear Daniel. It's all right. I was trying to carp, carp, carp Shout out to or you. whatever it's called. And I was like, you know, I'm just focused on your voice. Oh, it's and all... over the, this, it's this Daniel, the opener. Voice. He's funny. He's funny. But we don't want to hear your shit, dude. Yeah, this isn't your podcast, buddy. Yeah. You, yeah, maybe after. Wait, so what's uh, the other uh, slogan? Uh, no, I I think, um, well, never miss twice always stuck to me. I used to be overweight, right? So that's how I got how into overweight? fitness. How overweight? 80 pounds, bro. So that was, I was you're what? I was 265, and then I, I got down to 185. Now I'm Damn. like 200. Yeah. That's a good spot, right? 200 is cool. I mean, like, we're like the same height. So like 200 pounds is pretty solid, yeah, man. I'd like you're to, not a small guy. Like you have a. Yeah, but I'd like to, I'd like to, man, I was at one point cruising at like 187. That's a good weight, dude. So, and that's I where like I should be. I'm barely 6'1". So and that to me is like, that's. That's actually like the perfect height, weight, height, weight like, combo or whatever. Yeah, I'm like probably 15 overweight. Which is like, but, but again, you know, it's like I feel like you know, I, I don't say, hate. I don't hate how I look, but then it's like I know what it yeah. could be, and it's also for you know for for the acting stuff, man. It's like you got to be, 
You got to be the blasting. Trying to be the, the cool, the cool guy. You yeah. trying to be uh, you trying to be a fit comedian, the friend, or are you fucking, like ripped on stage. No, I'm not. I don't want that at all. That's not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that definitely gets in my head sometimes Abs too. Where I'm, laugh, I'm like, dude. I don't want to. F- if I feel it's weird, dude. You know, comedians are constantly getting pulled into like this black hole, and it's mm. the kind of the climb out of it that is what makes you great. And when things are really cruising and you're feeling good at least for me and i think a lot of comics would say the same thing you don't feel it's your funniest so it's like when shit's always a little off or you don't i've heard that and i've sometimes dude it's weird i i got a weird complex about sometimes when i will kind of get real zen and be like man family's doing all right had a you know career kind of where i want i feel good i'm on track i don't have any negativity and then i'm just like i'll almost kind of not sabotage something or throw something off but like look for something to get a little just because it feeds me to kind of to want to smooth things out. It's like, I'm always looking for a little rough edge to sand out and buffer because it just makes me. That's actually a, a, a primal trait, right? So there's a book called uh, the way of the superior man. And it talks about how did shell pers- Silverstein write it. Cause that's the last book. I read. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was shell, but it, it talks about how uh, easy, right? The, the concept of shit being easy all the time yeah. is detrimental to our mental health. And yeah. How y- your expectation. Gotta be stimulated and yeah, challenged. Yeah, you need that shit as a man, right? And there's another one called The Big Leap uh, who talks about oftentimes when we reach our perceived ceiling, right? Yeah. When we think, oh, we're fucking, you know, we're killing it. Yeah. We got to do something to knock us down a little bit yeah. so we get hungry again. You know, like Arnold, who was like, you know, of course, fitness guy, fucking cliche as fuck, but, you know, he was my, one of my idols growing up. Oh, he was. Yeah, and he talks about like, Oh, I made you know, you make it to the top of the mountain, you're the fucking wolf, right? You're you know, but you get you forget though, you used to be the hungry wolf down at the fucking bottom, and that's what got you to the top, right? And so now you're looking around and all these other hungry wolves who are trying to reach your spot, you know, him being Arnold, obviously top of the, the food chain or whatever, but he's like, you know, you, you want that back, yeah, right? You want to create that. And I guess that might be what you you feel at that time. How right? come Arnold hasn't opened a gym? I know, right? What Called the fuck? "You'll Be Back." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's or, your slogan. Or just You'll I don't back. know. Or I mean, that's it. That guy, dude, truly, truly a freak of. Na- it might be like considered the Michael Jordan, Tony Robbins, Oprah of his field. Yeah? Yes, yeah, of yeah. of body. I mean, you look at like a lot of wrestlers that have done it well, but. I don't know. Arnold was a true bodybuilder, Absolutely. right? Like Hulk Hogan also looked like he was in decent shape, yeah. But more for the sport. He was a wrestler. Right? Yeah. He was a wrestler. Yeah. Um, like he had, like he he didn't have like triceps and abs the way that Arnold did, right? Yeah. 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 What uh, What was it about Arnold's? Like, did you ever see that and go, "I want to get that big"? No, it was never his body, man. It was just his, his attitude. What? Yeah. It was just his attitude. Like he comes from nothing, you know. Like he's this guy from. He was like a poor Austri- uh, yeah, Austrian, Austrian boy, right? Boy, right? Try, he he went to the military. I, I related a lot to that because my dad was a, you know, fucking military or death, right? Like that was it. Wow. And that was the same with his dad. His dad was the same way. And then Arnold went, joined, and fucking escaped, and like was like, no, I'm gonna go compete in bodybuilding. And they oh were like my God. trying to track him down. So that like that whole journey like resonated with me. I was like, yeah, you don't have to be fucking. Yeah. You, know, you have to be a marine. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy, dude. Do you um? Do you have pets? Uh, my kids, my two kids, your two yeah. kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm always curious too me, with dude. people that have fitness at such a priority. Like, do they have the oh, extracurricular yeah. things to balance out or like what, or are you just like gung ho with fitness 24 no, seven? No, I, I, I was, and does it make you a better or worse fitness person to have kids, pets or lack thereof? No, my stick is I'm, I'm not your average fitness guy. Meaning I, 
I'd much rather have a drink with you than yeah. go go do curls or whatever. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because life is too short. I, I I understand that there needs to be a lot of the good stuff, right? Like 80% of the time, you know, eat healthy, lift, all that stuff. But I like to have a few drinks, go yeah. have fun, you know, play with my fucking kids and do whatever, yeah. right? And eat pizza. Because I don't want to look back at my life and be like, yeah, I fucking six pack, but I have no fucking memories. You know what I mean? Like that's that's pretty awful. Wow. That, that scares me, right? That's awful. Yeah, except for the memories of getting that six pack, uh, six pack <laughs> yeah. and posting about it. Right. That's pretty. Yeah. Which I get to. I mean, I've got some comedian buddies right now that are getting in great shape, and they used to dog on the people that that Did posted that. the gym videos, and now they do them so hardcore. <laughs> A couple of them are really famous, so I don't really have. I know they wouldn't respond to me taking the piss out of them, but yeah. it is very hypocritical and, and silly. And But then I also, I, I check myself and go, hey man, like I'm a big advocate of like, the world is so fucked on many levels. Sure. And everyone's looking for a little piece of the feel good pie. Yeah. And however you get your slice, if you're not stealing it from somebody else, you, you're making your own and then you're cutting your slice to, to feel good. Like get it how you get it. And if it's motivating sure. you, if it's feeling good, but, but you know, to me, it's just like, which is why I always am fighting like how much social media stuff to do because I'm like, I get enough attention from what I'm doing. So to really be posting all the really braggadocious uh, shit. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I'm doing it to, you know, for me, sometimes when I'm posting, if I got something or this and that, it's to, you know, or I'm on the show, it's to keep, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to also the perception and image stuff is such a big part of what we do. Sure. And so, uh, and people don't know unless it's a way for people to keep tabs, dude. There's yeah. people, comedy, um, you know, execs and whoever that have said to me when I've seen them at a meeting or at a club, like congrats on this and this and that. And they've only uh, seen it because they've been keeping tabs or they see things pop up. So you're doing your due diligence. They saw you on TikTok. Yeah, dude, you're doing your due <laughs> diligence to keep all that shit, right. um, you know, uh, uh, popping up. But, uh, but the uh, the pet thing, the kids. So I just got a dog and um, a, uh, it's a cavapoodle. poodle. My girl and I got oh, what it. The fuck and, is uh, that? It's, a, oh, it's a cocker spaniel poodle, oh, adorable okay, little okay, thing. Yeah. And um, and you know, it's definitely taking on kid. Uh, it's the it's energy feeling, is headed in the right oh, direction. Oh man, yeah, I mean, yeah. just talking to my girl and she had like a little sling. She's out with her and a bag for oh, some stuff and a poop bag and food and a bottle. And I was just like, wow, we are parents more or less. <laughs> yeah. Obviously not, but feel you're, like it. You care about there. it that much. You're on much. the precipice, right? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. On the, you're on the kid uh, path. But Absolutely. But uh, one of my buddies was who's got two cats and he was like, why didn't you even consider a cat? He's like, way less work. I'm like, fuck, fuck <laughs> off. Like cats are, my sister had cats growing up and then rescued a few. I've never, cats and I have never seen eye to eye. No, me either. And I that's because um, the first, my first real interaction was me waking up and one of her cats like sitting up on my desk, staring at me like oh. this. And I was just so creeped out. No, thanks. And it's like, it's also scientifically proven dogs have uh, bigger um, uh, hearts and brains because to be, because they're more social yeah. uh, animals. So they're, 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 you know, uh, have been created to adapt to more socializing cultures and cats are much more solitary, like don't have bigger brains and hearts because they don't. Also, they like, I was reading all these things on him after he said that because he was like trying to make all these points and it said like cats, like when they rub up against you, it's not for love. It's like marking their territory because yeah. other cats, if they smell that your their smell is on the person, it's kind of like yeah, that they got you and, and you know, think about it. A dog runs up to you and smothers you up with, with, you know, licks and love. love yeah. And a cat will just fucking, I fuck you from scratch across the room, you. scratch you, 
every time I came through the door, my sister's cats would go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, versus a dog looking at you. That's the equivalent of a person hugging you up, giving you some smooches on the cheeks, versus being like, fuck off, yeah, man, right. and like flexing on you. Right. And also, they eat you if you die. Dude. No fuck. That Wait, is a what? roommate red flag. Is that, a, is that real? Oh, yeah, dude. They apparently, they said dogs... You know, they'll, we'll kind of do it too. They'll call the police. Dogs will call the police, right? Well, dogs will Dial like nine one one. Dogs, yeah, for sure. They're they will they care more. But right. cats, like, I guess we'll wait like two days max, and then they'll start chomping away. And then once sixteen your, hours in, they're like, you know what, fuck it. Let's dude, go. once your body starts to rot, which again is like, oh, that is like so bonkers. And it's again, like it's like, do. and I was telling my buddy, I go, this thing is living with you again. Like, break it down in human terms. Imagine interviewing someone for like to stay in your place. And you're like, all right, so uh, you got a car, cool parking spot. We got you that. Uh, we pay the rent, the rent thirtieth uh, of every month. Oh, and um. Dude, if I die unexpectedly, you're not going to fucking eat me, are you? Oh, yeah, and imagine definitely. the cat or the person just doesn't say anything back to you and just is like, <laughs> and fucking walks away. And then you being like, you know what? You know, less is more. I know I silence the I'm going to roll the dice. <laughs> Cats, I don't know, dude. They're so that unlikable to me. That me out now. I, I don't trust Look it up. They who, eat you if you die. That's fucking. I did a tweet the other day and it was like, I don't trust guys who own cats. And that got a lot of hate, but I was like, I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? A, a dog owner, I'm like, you know what, dude? I know. I, I love man. you, man. You're cool. You 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 can raise a dog, treat a dog well. You're you're probably good. Why would you human. want something too that doesn't? It doesn't need you really. It doesn't no, it doesn't. Right? It doesn't. So very you can leave it on vacation, leave it food and litter box and shit, and it survives. Like no problem. I guess that dog is kind of nice. Fucking, it is nice. It says a lot about you though, too, right? Like how <laughs> much you're responsibility? Like, let, me, let me with some cats over here. <laughs> that oh, sounds right. good. I mean, also like, I mean, I do. And I never have any sort of empathy when I, like, hear an alley cat fight. I'm just always mm. like, fuck, yeah. dude, whatever is happening. He you, dies, you, he dies. You had it coming. You, yeah, got yeah. Nine, you got nine lives, yeah. Well, every Disney movie, too, like, I I, I watch Disney movies. That's my What good kids, cat but... movies have there been? Well, I... the Aristocrats is, or the Aristocats is, is Every good. cat in every movie is like a villain. Though. Oliver and Company. No, is that dogs or cats? No, that was the, dogs, How dude. about the movie Cats? Bombed. Worst big time. movie ever. Did you yeah. see it? No, fuck no. I kind of want to see it. I That's ride, a movie to get I really big. I the hell out of that, and it was like two percent likes on that. Adrice Alba, whatever his name was in it. That uh, Idris Alba, yeah, and Judy Dench. What are you thinking? But the fact that we've gotten to a point, it used to be like Siskel and Ebert just being like, "Nope," right? And now right, it's right. like, now there's just so many people to chime in, yeah, to tell us if something's going on. I mean, and Rotten Tomatoes just being like, it's a percentage of how. I mean, that's truly how people gauge. I don't look at the if, audience score. I look at the, the critics, which is probably dumb on my part, but audience is always untrustworthy. I go it is. See. Yeah, because you got haters, you know? Yeah. And then you got some people who, who review movies who are friends with a lot of the, the people involved who are like, hey, I'm going to give them my honest. It's political, man. It's Sandler getting snubbed shit. for Uncut Gems was oh, a big bummer. Dude, we, I, we, you know, we only have 45 minutes. I have so much I want to talk to you about. Yep. That was one because uh, one of the things I love about your stuff is you're, you're kind of a throwback in a way to my favorite comedian of all time, Adam Sandler. Oh, cool. My favorite CD growing up was uh, what the hell happened Stan to you? Stan and Judy's Kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that was his first one, I think, before What the Hell uh, Happened to You. It, I think it was. And yeah. uh, he had the bits or the, the sketches, whatever they're called, where uh, he was the peeper. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. He's like the peeper, the peeper, yeah, whatever. Dude. And then he's like, eh, you know. And then <laughs> me and my boys, you know, we're, we're playing, you know, sports and we're sitting around at practice Just and we're doing it. that shit. Yeah, I know. It's it was like the fucking best, man. That but you cool do time. that shit now. You still, yeah, still I mean, come I, out with albums. I love, yeah, I just came out with the album Songs for the People that's like 13 songs Hilarious. and five sketches. Yeah, thanks, man. It was really fun. I definitely want to do another one and uh, get more friends involved. And uh, 
you know, there are a lot of people that just timing wise didn't work out. Dana Carvey was going to do some shit on it. Mike Henry was the voice of Cleveland on Family Guy. And, um, but yeah, I came up on that shit too. So it's, yeah. and you just don't see those types of albums being put out. And it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause people are so podcast heavy and, um, and watching special heavy, but, uh, the album is still really cool. Dude, and they're um, fucking awesome. And, and it's also like you want to try to use everything like having a musical theater background and, and starting to fuck around with the stuff on stage uh, uh, through stand up. It's, uh, you know, even when I was in Arizona this past December and, and Avery couldn't come to do the keyboard. So I found this guitar guy and we started doing a thing. And then um, I was doing a charity show at the Celebrity Theater in Arizona with Frank Caliendo and Brian Cowan. It was like nice. 2,800 people Sick. in the round and uh, brought him out to do the guitar. Basically what I do with Avery with musical crowd work, but with a guitar. Yeah. And it kind of fit my pipes a little better, just a little, you know, grittier and just a fucking rock guitar. And he just wails. His name is Jeremy Shockley and, and uh, just kills it. But a few of those clips are on my Instagram. At Adam Ray Comedy and and uh, but you just you know you're supposed to use everything at yeah, some point yeah. and they say you will and you but you should and so I'm always looking for ways to like you know take what I've done it's like why should I just look at all that time I did that musical theater and some you know singing lessons for a little bit even and then and then in college I would always write goofy songs and I had a kid who uh, now is an amazing uh, composer for a lot of films and amazing guitarist. He would record all my goofy ass songs yeah. on his Pro Tool shit in his room, and I would make little, you know, EPs of things. So I've just always been doing it. So it's like, you know, even for the fraternity that I was in, we would go uh, and ask sororities to do exchanges with us, which yeah. was like basically, hey, we're gonna pay for an event one night where you guys come. We all go on a big party bus and we go to some club, then we go to something and we get fucked up, and then everybody fucks each other. And um, <laughs> wait, and, that's what happened. Oh, oh okay. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so they wanted me to, to uh, you know, there was a funny guy to um, with my guitar make up a song and and basically we walked in the sorority and you ask them, you know, and they get back to you. You ask, I think a handful. I think we went down to like four or five. And so I wrote this whole song, and they had some cool guys would walk up and be like, hey, what's up, Pi Five? You know, uh, Kappa Gamma, and we're both, hey, bye, and blah, blah, And we want to know if you guys want to go, uh, if you guys are free next Thursday, uh, A Ray. They call me A Ray. They go, take it away. <laughs> so I step up with the guitar and play this song, real silly, and all these, and, you know, fucking 500 girls just oh, sitting there, just, just laughing, and it was just hell. dope. And, and, um, <laughs> but uh, we did like f four in a row on one. And on the third one, I just done like, Basically, the song was the same for each one, and yeah. then I would change the name. It'd be like, you know, so Pi Fi or like so DG or whatever. <laughs> Will you go to Midland with a, you know? Awesome. And so I said the wrong sorority at the wrong. At, oh, so God. I said like Kappa at Pi Fi, and dude, and I just kind of paused and went like, oop. And all the girls went, what? And they fucking turned on a dime, dude. It was oh, literally fuck. like you told them. That like I don't know, uh, fucking you know, quotes and hot pictures were now illegal. <laughs> Yoga like, pants are illegal. Some, I mean, dude, something <laughs> devastating, and they all flipped out. And then fucking guys behind me were like, "What the fuck, dude?" And I was like, "I fucking sorry, I was thinking of the last house." And then I tried to skip over it, and then at the end, and then I just went bam, bam, finished, and was like, "I'm out." Well, obviously, this is not gonna happen. I was like, I mean, I go, it should still, because it was a honest mistake. I go, you know what? If you guys don't want to go with us because of that, it says a lot about you. Peace. <laughs> on you <laughs> and uh and one of my buddies a lot of them were like that was hilarious like who gives a shit like we're fucking they asked four houses but yeah. it was so and this is why just you know being in a frat even which i didn't want to do but kind of i got a chance to move in early because 
I uh, did this thing, you know, with the Jews through USC could go to this um, uh, two day early, like sleepaway camp thing to meet other Jews at school. And then you could move in early. So that was the oh, appealing sure. part of it. And uh, I met some guys that, that rushed me for the frat. And that's why I did it. And I was like, oh, yeah, meet more people. But meeting more people, you meet people that are cool and people that are douchebags which is any yeah. any scenario but some of those guys were so like you fucked it up for us dude and it was so oh, eye-opening yeah. to be like oh wow there are people that just don't get it <laughs> and uh <laughs> right i mean oh but, this is how life works yeah yeah how we doing good how's the crowd out there Fire. yeah awesome, man this is sick oh good oh that's awesome man hey so Oh, great. I, I, we're, we're, we could talk for fucking hours, man. I, I would I love to we, talk to yeah, sports we'll, with you, man. But we'll, I, I did want to bring up your new show with uh, – I'll give him, I'll give him a, a former Chicago Bears quarterback. He oh, never, yeah. He never played a he single didn't. regular season down. Bummer. We could have used him out there because, you know, Chicago doesn't – well, the Bears don't believe in quarterbacks. They would have rallied around. I bet he – that would have been cool too if he had a nice little run with you guys because oh, I think Chicago rallies around uh, QBs oh, if they deliver, right? Well – when they, we've never does. it's never happened so well jim mcmahon w- w- delivered us wow i can't believe you guys should try it. to snag up cam newton i don't think that's going to happen but yeah you know who we're going to get andy dalton that's who i think we're going to get that's okay my, that's my hot take i'm okay with that yeah no i'm not I'm he not needs mad. to change the scenery dude no we just got his uh his former offensive coordinator joined our staff as our offensive coordinator Fuck yeah, so, dude. Yeah, we're, we're heading that we're heading in the uh the ginger up. ginger crew yeah, or whatever <laughs> speaking yeah, he, of, my camera guy's a ginger yeah nice, looks like andy dalton nice there you go. So you got a new show with Mark yeah. uh, called Fourth and Forever. Yeah, yeah. What's What got you into to sports? How did that, how'd that well, happen? So I've always, I mean, you know, big sports fan. I mean, you know, I got to throw out the first pitch at a Mariner game last June and, and played in the uh, NBA Celebrity All-Star game last February. Bucket which list. Was, yeah, it was the greatest day of my life. And so sports, I mean, you know, did all three sports all through high school and, and uh, you know, intramurals and just, I mean, just, it's, yeah. you know, I'm just a diehard fan. Yeah. Um, and, uh and it just was one of those things where, it, you know, you do enough things, you get into some conversations for things. And I, you know, uh, my buddies, uh, Callan and Shaw, that do Fighter and the Kid at the place yeah, where we yeah. do Fourth and Forever, um, introduced me to some of those guys. And they were starting the show. They started the show All uh, all the Smoke with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, a basketball nice. uh, show. Nice. Stephen Jackson. Yeah. It's, they're killing it's it. They've the got on Kobe man. and Curry and D-Wade. And, and so they wanted to do a football comedy show. They kind of mirrored Fighter and the Kid with the fighter and a comedian and an athlete um, uh, and, a, and a comedian uh, with what we're doing. And, uh, I love it. And so I met with them and met with Mark, and we hit it off right away. And and uh, so we just had our what second episode come out uh, yesterday or today. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then we're going to go to the Pro Bowl and Super Bowl and get a bunch Fuck. of interviews. But we got a lot. I mean, Mark's got a lot of people at his disposal. I got some some cool people in my Rolodex, and, and uh, it's fun. It's, yeah. It's, it's a challenge, too, to find this balance of, of – really you know mark does a bunch of other things too and keeping it somewhat cleaner but also trying to stay true to what i do and and always be able to not censor myself but getting a little more analytical and and uh and not and wanting to be the casual fan to represent that side for people and ask questions that are setting mark up for you know more substantial answers that and things that he would answer that he wouldn't talk about on some of these other yeah. shows and in a looser fashion so it's really challenging to not just come in and wing it definitely trying to look at more x's nose and, and get some stats but also i don't want it's my job is to be the one that's a little more uh you know, not aloof, but but look into him for the sure. But also, he needs to feel like he can have a back and forth with me about it. So I can't be completely in the. You can probably in open the dark. it up a little bit too. You know, 
Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.